Welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me on 94.1 FM Wave 94, Dr. Edith Davis. Spiritual believers and listeners, I have been talking and talking about power, authority and power. And why? Why am, why am I emphasizing this in these last few broadcasts? Because it is time out for talking, talking about Jesus, um, giving the gospel, and leaving people with no change. That's not how the gospel works. When Jesus and the apostles and the disciples of Christ Jesus gave the gospel to the people, immediately there were signs and wonders. There was power, a demonstration of power. And our church, a good portion of it, has settled has settled on operating with just speaking and talking about the gospel and all of this lip service and no power. Listen, then we're up, we're, we can be counted with the other, other um, religions, right? The other religions don't have any power, right? So it's like, it's like things are Getting ready to heat up. And it is important that those of us who have been discipled, those of us who have been taught how to operate in power, need to make sure that we um, keep ourselves in alignment with God's word because the power is not our power. The power is God's power. And he's not going to give his power to people who are mediocre uh, and, and basically not about his business, that are selfish and, and looking at their gain. He's looking for people who are willing to be human sacrifices. So what does that mean, Dr. Davis? What does that mean to be a human sacrifice? That means that I sacrifice myself. It is not my will that will be done. It will be my Father's will. It will be my Lord and Savior's will. It will be the Lord God, Holy Spirit will to be done. And you know what? It's easier said than done. Right? I've been, you know, God has really been awesome. He put a couple of really strong believers in my house as my housekeepers. And they just, Tamara and, and um, Joy, and they pump, pump me with the word of God. They keep me in alignment when I start going south. That's right. Dr. Davis sometimes goes south. My mind is not in the proper place. And I want to walk in the spirit because it's walking in the spirit where there is the power. And then walking in the spirit, you're walking in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, self-control against such there is no law. That is critical. It doesn't matter what my circumstances are. It doesn't matter about the persecution that I'm receiving. It is all about God. It is all about His agenda, and we need to be living sacrifices if we want to be power. I was listening to one of my, um, one of the, um, prophets and, uh, Brewer, I think his name is. He's down in um, South Texas, somewhere down there. And he talked about how he had his kind of first encounter with God 
Christ Jesus, and uh, he was on a 40-day fast. And he was like seven days ago, and he didn't think he was going to make it. And so he told his wife that he was going out to the desert and just his water and the Bible, and he was going out there for the last seven days. And she said, yes, you need to go, because I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's pretty cranky. But anyway, so he gets out there, and then about the it's a few days in him he's closing in on the 40 days and he gets a vision and he sees the army of angels walking in the desert and then Jesus Jesus comes and talks to him and the main thing that he said to him is that you must become less so that I can become more and that's basically it. We have to decrease so that the Christ in us, Christ Jesus, our Messiah, needs to increase so that we can help the world. And so, yes, you know, yes, you give the gospel, but you need to be able to give a word of knowledge or or build up people's faith so that they can make it through these difficult times. And I was listening to um, um, the Copelands. I was listening into um, Terry um, um, Pearson, who's um, the Copeland's daughter and her husband. And they were talking about how they've been practicing on these little things, which is practicing walking in power and faith to get a bigger, better house, walking in power and faith to get a better car, walking in power and faith to get a better job. Now, these things are material. They're temporal, but it's, it's a good place to start walking in faith and walking in power. Why? Because you have to be faithful over the little things before you can start walking in faith and raising somebody from the dead. Right. I know that Pastor Bill Winston, who I love and adore, he basically started off with a necktie. He needed a new necktie. So it's not that you should be poo-pooing those those little things. It's just that you need to build up your faith so that you can walk in power. You know, we had our 34th prayer walk at the state capitol. It's the first Sunday of every month and I've this will be the 34th and I have been <laughs> I've been under persecution so it's not been on bed of roses but I want to be counted faithful to God and one of the things was uh, it was my co you know I try to get a, somebody to walk alongside me so I can have some help and um Marcia has volunteered to do that, but she's extremely busy and hasn't really been able to do that much. So she hadn't been on very many prayer walks with us. And so we were headed to the prayer walk and it was storming. It was raining. And she said, well, what are we going to do? if it's I said, it doesn't it stops for us. And if people have have been walking with us all these times, I mean, I've been there with my pastor, um, we have over and over again people that walked in the prayer walk where it was raining and thundering and lightning and I put my hands out and said, peace be still. And guess what? It stopped. <laughs> and so we, as a matter of fact, at one time we stopped it, we did our walk, we got in our cars, then it started back up. Okay, that's power, but it's not me. 
It's the Christ Jesus that's in me. It's the Lord God, Holy Spirit that's in me. And I was a living sacrifice. It was not my will be done, but God's will be done. Because we need intercessors. People are dying and going to hell. People are dying and hurting. People need food and shelter. People need healing from cancer. People need help. And why would they come to a a Savior and a God that can't help them in the physical realm? Now, eventually you grow up and you understand that the physical is temporal and the spiritual is what's the most critical. Everything comes, everything that touches us in the physical realm has a parent in the spiritual realm, a parent force, right? I was uh, ministering, you know, I'm very careful about, you know, who I let around me and, you know, interface with me. And one of my, um, she used to be my housekeeper, but I had to, you know, replace her and um, for various reasons. But uh, every now and then I do let her help me with my hair. And she did a wonderful job. She did a wonderful job. But as she was doing my hair, you know, and I knew that she had a lot of new age stuff in her. And, you know, pretty much most Christians, when you're starting out, walking in, you know, discipleship and coming to know Christ, you have some new age in you because this permeates our whole culture, right? And so I, you know, I look at myself when I had some new age thoughts in my mind that God had to um, pull up and correct. And we were sitting there and she said, you know, that you and I are both angels. And I looked at her and I said, and I tried to be as gentle and as loving as possible, but I had to correct her. I said, we are not angels. Angels are a whole different spiritual being. We are spiritual beings. We are made in the image of God. We are sons and daughters of God. We will be set up to judge the angels. Right? So, no, angels are very critical, very important. I mean, the other day the angels came through for me. You know, it was awesome. But, but, and I understand them, but they operate with under the word of God. So you have to know the word and you have to speak the word and in belief, right? You got to believe what you're saying and angels move on your behalf. I know what is headed our way. Uh, it's, it's time for Christians no longer to be baby Christians. We have to become mature Christians, which means we have to become living sacrifices. We have to understand that Jesus loves us, that Jesus died for us. And because Jesus loves us, because the Father loves us, because the Lord and God Holy Spirit loves us, we love them. We love the Father. We love Christ Jesus. We love the Lord God, Holy Spirit. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean I am perfect? No, not by a long shot. As I was coming in, I was like, God, I please let me, I want to walk in the Spirit. Because my, my flesh, my soul, my body is under attack. I like for people to lift me up. I'm leaving for Washington, D.C., in a few days and I'm going to be there and I, 
I want to be used by God in a special way in my domain that God has placed me, which is as a scientist. I'm a geoscientist, geophysicist, and a geologist, and um, was one of the first African-American female geophysicists in the nation. And I'm going to be going to Washington, D.C. for a few days. I want to represent my Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. I want to represent um, the Lord God, Holy Spirit. I want to represent Daddy God, Yue Vahe. Well, and then I leave for San Francisco after that for a few days to assist um, a university um, there. And I'm going to also go visit my alma mater, which is Stanford. And a lot of my um, my mentee is there, um, Dr. Michelle Williams, who is doing extremely well. She's going to be there. And uh, I got another good friend. Uh, he's an uh, artist, Ira Watkins, um, and also... Um, um, one of my good friends and classmates, Dr. Meredith Moslahi. So I've, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing as many of my friends as possible, along with um, fulfilling my directive, which is why I'm there, is to help this university in their geoscience department. So, and then back to the classroom at Florida A&M University, where I will be teaching the geosciences um, there. And, you know, trying to um, also get the microspire methodology, get the app uh, up and running. And, and I, you know, that is for the kingdom. That is for helping people, young people, people from all, doesn't have to be just young people, to um, retain concept, knowledge, and skills. And once you retain them and understand them, then you can use them and you can extrapolate and solve future problems. So that's another one of my missions and my mission and vision um, while I'm on this earth. So power. So I, I, I cry out as the, the world uh, interfaces with my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, and the majority of them don't have any power. First of all, it's more than just being saved. You have to make Jesus your Lord. That's where the living sacrifice comes in. And you need the second baptism, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. One is you drink a cup of water. The other one is you dunk in the Pacific Ocean. Two different things. And it's in the baptism of the Holy Spirit where there is power. And so this is where you can pronounce and tell people who are in their death in the last stages of life, say you will live and not die. This is the word of God. The word of God is the most powerful thing on planet Earth and in the universe, period. So when you have a believer speaking God's word with authority and power, things are going to happen. Things are going to move. God is faithful, and he has put it on my heart that you, my, my fellow believers, have to step up and be a mature Christian, read the word, meditate on the word, live by the word. Now, that's a tough one. <laughs> and I'm just saying, that's a tough one. But if you will live 
by the word of God, you will have the abundant life. You will have a glorious life. You will have a life that that you cannot even imagine. Just like this trip, this trip came out of me. I started praying in tongues. I just increased my praying in tongues. And I um, I asked Daddy God, you a Lord God, Christ Jesus, Lord God, Holy Spirit. What do you want to do with me? You know, where do you want me to go? How do you want to use me? Because I believe that God wants to mildly use me on this earth. And so all of a sudden, these two opportunities came up. And I was like, you know, I was like very excited because, as you know, I have been under, um, I have a lot of uh, pain and things like that in my body. And I have been basically turning down opportunities um, because I wanted to be have more mobility. And when these two opportunities came up, you know, I asked the Holy Spirit, Daddy God, you hey, Lord God, Christ Jesus, could I go? You know, could I physically and emotionally and spiritually go? And God told me, yes, I could. But I've been going to therapy. I just left the doctor's office today. And I just want to represent well. And I told God I did not want to be in a wheelchair. I did not want to be on a walker. And I did not want to be on a cane. I want to be walking in my full strength without pain. And I, and then the, the greatest, ooh, this revelation that God is so awesome. I got a rhema word and realized that not Jesus, my Lord and Savior, not only took all my sickness and disease, not took, not only took all my lack and poverty, but Jesus took all my pain. And I need to believe it and receive it. He took all my pain and all my shame. I've done some shameful things and I don't want to go into it, but God took all my shame. And guess what? I did, when I pronounced with my word, God, Jesus took all my pain, the pain in my left thigh that had been hurting me since September of 2021 was gone. Now, you know, of course, the enemy, you know, he'll never stop. So now he's shifted to other parts, but I'm, I'm pushing through. I've already Jesus took all my pain and all means all. We are ambassadors to God the Father. We are ambassadors, representatives of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. We are ambassadors to our Lord God Holy Spirit. And as an ambassador, we have been given authorization to pronounce and speak the word of God over every situation on planet Earth. We have been called to cancel, to destroy, to diminish the works of Satan, the works of enemy. Now, what are the, what are the works of Satan? What are the works of the enemy? Let's get this straight. Because, of course, Satan tries to make this is God. It's not. Sickness and disease. Lack and poverty, cancer, right? Leukemia, right? Um, arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, right? That's from Satan, right? Fibromyalgia, that's from Satan, right? Every, every illness, every sickness, every disease, all the, 
all the wretched things that are done to children and the elderly. That's that's works of the enemy. You know, the killing of kids and teachers in school, that's wicked work of the enemy. And we have been called. I know one of the things God asked me to do is stand in the gap and say, no more soft targets in the name of Jesus, Yahshua, Amashiach, Christ Jesus. Okay, so we are ambassadors and we have authority and power. And guess what? You gotta, you gotta come out there on Front Street. You got to be considered silly or weird, right? I mean, when Jesus, he, he showed his disciples. He showed us because they put it in the word of God for us to do. Jesus went to the fig tree. He was hungry. He was ready to what? Eat, right? And, he went to the fig tree and there were no figs. It was a counterfeit. It was phony. It was, it was like a lot of Christians who have no what? Power. You know, people come to them and before a word and they're not even walking in the word of God. So where, how are they going to help other people walk in the word of God? So what did Jesus do? He said out loud in front of the disciples at the time. They weren't apostles yet. And he said, you fig tree. He spoke to the fig tree. He told the fig tree because guess what? Jesus was the creator of that fig tree. He was the creator of all things on this earth and in the heavens. The angels. All of that is Jesus. He is the creator. So he spoke to the fig tree and he told it, he said, no, may no man eat of you since you didn't have any food for me since you were since you were counterfeiting. May no man eat of you ever again. Death instantly, instantly. The minute the words came out of his mouth, the fig tree died. But it took um, overnight for it to see the manifestation to see the manifestation of this where the fig tree was dead, totally dead. Because the root system of a fig tree is pretty extensive. And those fig trees can become extremely large. Um, I was looking at a picture that um, Dr. Bill Winston, Pastor Bill Winston, has showed of a fig tree in Brazil, the fig tree restaurant in Brazil. This fig tree was huge. And guess what? Jesus said it out loud for all to hear. So he put himself out there. So if they went back, and so guess what? When the disciples went back the next day and passed the fig tree, it was dead. And they said, Lord, the fig tree is dead. He says, do not marvel at this. Marvel that your name is written in the book of life, that you have eternal life. Right? So what does that mean for you? You know, I listen to a lot of prayers and I know there's all kinds of different types of prayers and everything. 
And but one of the things that God has me doing, because a lot of Christians don't do this, is I speak to the cancer of someone and I command it to die, die, die in the name of Jesus. I command it to bow his knee to King Jesus and to leave that individual's body now in the name of Jesus. And guess what? It has to go because God's word is real and it will never come back void. I command it in the name of what? Jesus. I command, I come against the works of the enemy. And guess, that's what we've got to do. We're going to have a lot of baby Christians. We're going to have a lot lot non-believers. And they're going to need us to stand in the gap for their home, for their mortgage, for their children, for their health, for their future wealth. We, we, and guess what? We got to be walking in it too. So that we can, I mean, you can't be praying for something that you can't walk in yourself. So this is what it means to walk in power and authority on this earth. And this is why the world has a lot of problems with the church. Because a lot of people in the church are faking it. A lot of people in the church are not walking in power. They don't have the second baptism. They don't really believe the word. And then they've got a lot of stuff in them that needs to be uprooted and cast out and replaced with the correct, the correct, the correct word of God. You know, a lot of people don't realize that Muhammad was actually mentored by a Roman Catholic priest. That was Muhammad's mentor. And he was a heretic. He was teaching Muhammad incorrect doctrine. Right? Then he died. The Catholic priest died. And Muhammad was in search of, and he went and tried to find another mentor to help guide him because he, in, in us, all of us are seeking, are seeking a true relationship with the Father. And the only way we're going to have it is through the Son, Christ Jesus. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. And only through him to the Father. So what happened was, when his mentor died, he found two other Catholic priests, Roman Catholic priests, fighting, arguing with one another over some doctrine issues concerning Jesus. And guess what happened? The enemy came in. Supposedly, Muhammad had a visitation from an angel, Archangel Gabriel. That's why you have to be very careful when you're dealing with angels and if an angel lets you worship them, you know, that's not of God. You, the only person that's worship is God, the father, God, the son and God, the Lord, God, Holy spirit. Angels are not worshiped. Right. And that's when he came up with the Quran. And at first the Quran was very similar to the Torah. And then he had another revelation where it became violent, where, you know, he was slaying and killing people, you know, and, you know, that's not God in the in the Christian faith. We die for people. We don't kill people. We're not supposed to. Now, we've had a history of 
when we know that the Christian faith has done some wrong things. So in the name of, of Christ Jesus, and we repent for those things. But the bottom line is, is that we have to study and find ourselves approved. We have to walk with the Lord God, Holy Spirit, and we have to walk in power. Power. It is critical that we walk in power. When we interfacing with people, God will give us a word of knowledge, a word of knowledge to help us, help us, help people and to come into a right relationship with the Father, to understand who the Father really is. Andrew Woman. He, his whole, one of the main things God has made and raised him up is because he is teaching people about the real father, not this false father that Satan tries to perpetuate out there. God loves us. The father loves us and he wants the best for us. I'm going to continue this conversation about power next Friday, but I don't want this broadcast to end without saying Romans 10 9 that is if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you will be saved you are saved thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM Wave 94 Dr. Edith Davis to be